1: rain good
2: morning joe good morning dane i'm alex fasana with your make it rain news update to continue on what you guys were just talking about with the nba mvp odds luka Doncic has to be you guys said he's in the five he's at the, the fifth candidate right now but i mean we're gonna start with this game right here the mavericks taking down the warriors 142 to 94 luka Doncic drops 33 of his 35 points in the first half and he finished with another triple double. And to answer your question, Joe, his numbers—he's almost averaging a triple double in all, like in uh, points, rebounds, and assists. So, Lucas yeah, his,
3: his season stats are twenty-nine <sighs> point nine point ten point six, that's insane. and nine point four.
4: Near triple double, so he's right there. He is right there. Yeah, he's got to be the number mix. that blows me away is twenty because that's how friggin' old he is. Twenty <laughs> sure. years sure. old. He's just a Young, also right.
2: Crazy, unbelievable. He is just yep. a kid and he's, he's dominated. Could you so
4: imagine far? being a franchise where you're like 20 years, you got a dude named Dirk, and uh, he is just <laughs> yep. one of the most dominant uh players that we have seen in a, in a generation, Hall of Famer, and then he leaves and you're like, Oh, oh, okay, I got a 20 year old Luka Doncic, Oh, we're good. No, we're good. I got six, <laughs> eleven dudes, and a 21 year old Porzingis, too. There, yeah, yeah, yep. exactly, yep. like David so Robinson fine. and uh, and uh, what San Antonio did there with Duncan yep. and Robinson. They're just stocking him alone, yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, but to be able to replace big men like that is like, sure. come on. I mean, this guy's averaging like 11 assists a game, though. But you know, hey, yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, it's the game is evolved, yeah. or it's crazy. It's like nuts. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, the two of them, unbelievable, killing it in Dallas. Luka finished with 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. For his second triple-double, Christoph Sporzingis finished with a double-double of 14 points and 10 rebounds. For Golden State, I don't know what's going on with this team. They keep getting injury-plagued. Eric Pascal was the leading scorer, 22.7 rebounds. If you could Bowden, play
4: for them right now. I don't know you, about that. I you don't need a you five, should seven try now. out because they are they are holding tryouts. So you And also, so are the Miami Dolphins for running backs if you want to come down.
2: Yeah, no, I think that was a, a complete air ball, um, but we'll see what happens. Kai Bowman <laughs> finished with 16 points and two assists. They don't need another 5-7 guard on their team. I'm, I'm useless. Well, that's uh, a good point. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, guys, it took two seasons, 172 games, started 0 for 17, but Ben Simmons finally hits a 3 he finished with 18.7 rebounds and 13 assists in the 76ers. 109-104 to 104 win over the Knicks. Congratulations, Ben Simmons. The crowd went crazy. Uh, it was very, very good to see him finally shooting from range. So congratulations to Ben Simmons. Uh, he's developing his shot. Finally, also, guys, we saw the debut of Kawhi and Paul George on the same court as the Clippers took down the Celtics 107 104 in overtime. Paul George finished with 25 points, eight assists. Kawhi finished with 17 points, six rebounds. But the leading scorer, Dane, who's your favorite guy on the Clippers? Lou Williams, Williams. 27 points, two rebounds. He's. he's, Montrose Howell had a good game, too. Yeah, that (laughs) team is great, man. The Clippers are dominating all sides of the court, and and Lou Williams. Lou Williams, I, I, I keep saying it. Mark it down. Sixth man of the year. He's he's making his case.
1: And bet it, Alex.
2: Bet it right now. I think man. I have to. Let me. I gotta. I gotta see those odds and see what kind of. I have it
1: for
3: you right now. I mean, he's the favorite. It's minus one ten.
2: Uh, I mean, that's. But, he's probably then, gonna sit as the favorite the whole season. I mean, if he. keeps And going then like our boy
3: Matres Harrell is the second choice at plus five fifty. <laughs> maybe you want to bet Harrell, thinking like, oh, maybe Lou Williams will get banged up yeah. at some point this year. Then it all goes to Montrezl Harrell. Yeah,
2: that is, it is so great to see Lou killing it. Uh,
1: so, that's... by the way,
3: Spencer Dinwiddie, and then your boy uh, Joe Dragic is the fourth mm-hmm. choice uh, for six man of the year. Then uh, Kyle yep. Kuzma as well, and Dragic and Kuzma fourteen to one for six man of the year.
2: Nice. Good odds, good odds. We'll see what happens for those uh, awards at the end of the season. Uh, I, I, there is Antonio Brown news. I know you guys don't want to really talk about it, so i brief on it quick. He's countersuing Brittany Taylor for defamation and interference with his NFL contract and endorsements. Uh, he was uh, su- filed a lawsuit, uh, and he was supposed to answer by November 1st, and in response to that, he is countersuing uh, Brittany Taylor. He said his sexual relationship with Taylor was consensual, and that Taylor attempted to secure his $1.65 million investment for her gymnastics business. So. The story probably going to be hearing it all season, but the NFL and Antonio Brown, we're probably not going to hear the end of this, so we're going to move forward from it. The New York Yankees, guys, in the news, they cut Jacoby Ellsbury with 60, $26 million left in his contract. He hasn't played since 2017, and he was released to clear space on the 40-man roster, along with Ellsbury. he's
3: got a nice house, though.
2: Yeah, hey, he's got a gorgeous house, but he ain't playing for the Yankees anymore. Don't uh, matter to him. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind. Um, also, Greg Bird was cut from the team hey, DFA, as well. Right? Frequently injured. He missed all 2016. He was on and off and eventually lost the job to Luke. You know what? Floyd. Older
3: Yankees fans will remember this. Greg Bird, to me, is like Nick Johnson 2.0. Like, we all heard about how great of a professional hitter he was, but he never played really for us. was so injury prone. Mm-hmm. To me, he's just like Nick Johnson.
2: Crazy. got to watch those injuries, and it's a— he was he was good. He, he dominated in the division series, I believe, against the Indians. So, you know, he showed his stuff, but he's no longer a Yankee. So we'll see where Burt ends up. Guys, tonight you got Thursday night football. The Colts taking on the Texans. Texans are your three and a half point favorites. The Colts are plus 158 on the money line. And the over-under is 45 and a half. It's Jacoby Brissett versus Deshaun Watson. So we'll see what happens tonight on Thursday night football. Gonna send it back to the guys on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Thursday morning.
1: Listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain!
4: Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour number two. Time to make it rain on the Grid Sports Grid com welcome in those of you joining us via pluto tv channel 517 the 20 million of you all tuning in at the same time hanging out dane martinez joe ranieri thank you very much for making us a part of your day we've got you here for the next hour we'll go over the games here tonight we'll take a look ahead to uh some of the big games coming up this weekend both uh in the nfl as well as college and i gotta tell you dan it's uh, i saw. So, I saw this story, too, and I thought it was hysterical because it's... What you got? He's got a point. Um, He's got a point. They did an interview with Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose made the comment that, you know, if load management existed when I was coming up with Chicago, I'd still be <laughs> yeah. with the Bulls. He, yeah. And can I tell you something? He yeah, I buy that. You're right? I mean, you know, I he said, that. I don't know that I would have taken it as far as Kawhi goes, but... You know, let's face it, Kawhi even had the guy, Popovich was a big proponent of this, started this with the whole load management, right? He had Tom Thibodeau, who was old school military, get your ass on the floor. I don't care if you're hurt, rub some dirt. I got to tell you, man, um, could you imagine this guy, load management? He, He might just set every record known to mankind. He was that good, guys.
3: Yeah, he really was. What was that 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 period of time? I'm going to say what like 2010 to like 2013 maybe. This dude was a supernova being Crazy. able to do absolutely anything. The explosiveness. Yes. out of Derrick Rose, but yeah, you're right. Sad story. He could never kind of stay on. Maybe it would have been different. And you know, that's a great example. There's probably others from past generations as well. That would fit yeah. in that category, but Rose is a good one. Well, yeah, Thibodeau
4: was such a douche. I mean, that's the like Thibodeau was such an old school, stuck in it. You know, he was the definition of get off yeah. my lawn. Like it's yeah. my way. It was this and that, and he buried a lot of guys. That Bulls team when he was there should have. It was just yeah. you know you don't play. What's the like he belittled you if you weren't on the guy on the course. Could you imagine oh, Noah when he was like good no. also. Right? Exactly. Wasn't, wasn't Rose
3: and Noah together and both had those injury That's concerns? Correct. Like Noah, it never like looked pretty, but there were stretches where that combo was lethal.
4: Yep. Buried them. Absolutely buried them. Yep. Glad he's not in the league anymore, Thibodeau. And then you asked him to run Minnesota. What a train wreck that was. All right. Coming up, we'll dive in. Thursday night football. Let's make it rain, people. SportsGrid.com Football almost upon us here as week twelve will kick off and going to be a fantastic game here, guys. Unfortunately, it is a Thursday night, but it is a showdown between two rivals who are essentially tied for first place in the AFC South. You got the Colts six and four straight up, five, four, and one against the number. They got Jacoby Brissett back last week. And boy, oh boy, they snapped a two-game losing streak. They crushed. The Jags 33 to 13. They were two and a half point favorites at home in that game, and they easily covered. They are now Indianapolis plus 21 in the point differential category, and they're averaging about 22 points per game date on offense. They're only giving up about 20 on defense. The Texans will be six and four straight up, five and five against the spread this year. They're looking to be uh, bouncing back since they got waxed by uh, by the Ravens 41 to seven. As a four-and-a-half-point dog, should have been a 45-point dog. Uh, Houston, interesting enough, plus 13 in point differential, averaging about uh, 24 points per game on offense, giving up 23 points on defense. Now, they opened up, interestingly enough, they opened up as a uh, as a bit of a uh, bigger favorite. I've seen 5 and a halfs in some books when this line first came out on Sunday night. It's been obviously bet down. It's now three-and-a-half. Uh, and they are a couple of things going on here with this game, Dane. Number one, it's a Thursday night game, which we should not discount here. We know what happens sure. on Thursday night games. It is a divisional game, it is a divisional matchup. Uh, the line has actually moved down towards Indianapolis from where it opened up. Um, and it's kind of, I've seen it four, I've seen it three and a half, I saw it four. But Deshaun Watson at home, teams at home on Thursday night, they got the favorite. The total, we know, Dane, right? The total's in, uh, it's actually dropped a little bit. It opened up in and a half. Now it's 45 and a half. Yep. So we've got a road divisional dog tonight in Indianapolis. We have a short road dog of six points or less. That's being Indianapolis. Road dogs in general this year, 61 and 39 against the number, 61%. We also know that the under, primetime unders, 22 and 12 this year, 65%. So when you put it all together, it's nice that the Houston is the favorite here. But all the trends and the numbers, they all fit in really, really nice with a Colts team that, oh, yeah, by the way, has T.Y. Hilton back tonight. They also have Wilkins back tonight. Uh, Now that they lost Mac, they've got Wilkins back. So all of a sudden, one team's getting real healthy here at the right time of the year with that offensive line, the Colts. They sit in a pretty good spot here tonight, getting three and a half points. Dane,
3: I'm on the cold side of this one too, Joe. I'm on the cold side on this one too, and I like a lot of the things you said, and I'll even add some more. Um, first of all, are we for sure about Hilton? Because yes. I, I don't.
4: Yes, full participant okay. in practice yesterday. He's a he was go full.
3: Tonight. I saw that he was full in the estimated report, so that's that's great news, right? For fantasy owners, listen, the Houston Texans pass defense is a matchup you can attack, all right? So depends on if you want to run him out there after I think he's missed like four or five games. So, But that will be a great addition for the offense. I also, on the fantasy side, Joe, think it's important that you mentioned Jordan Wilkins will be back because Jonathan Williams was the waiver-wire darling this week. Everyone saw, oh, Mm -hmm. Mac was out, and then Williams got over 100 last week as well. But remember, Jordan Wilkins back Maybe pouring a little cold water over him as a plug and play. Right. But Joe, remember a couple of weeks ago when I was railing against Adam Vinatieri and you were like, you got to just stick with it. One of the things I said is that, and you know, they won by 20 last week, the Colts, but that was the first game they've had all season. Joe, that wasn't decided by less than seven points. Alright? Mm-hmm. So so Indy has been in close games left and right, and you're gonna give me three and a half points? Sure. I'll take it. And the other part of me for this game, Joe, and it's not a sexy thing, but I think up front the Colts are much better. Their offensive line is, you know, good. Quentin Nelson, you know, they're they're good. And... Deshaun Watson gets sacked more than almost any quarterback over the last two years. He gave up seven sacks last week. I think this game, the Colts' offensive line, the Colts' defensive line, is what's going to carry the day. And, you know, that's a less public idea, right? So maybe it's not getting as much credit. But I think this game will be won with the big uglies by the Indianapolis Colts. Having T.Y. back is good. And these Colts play close games. So if you want to give me more than a field goal, I'll take it.
4: Yeah, it's... um... It's kind of almost like a, you know, I don't want to, it's an elimination game from a standpoint of maybe the division title here, because we already know these teams, this is the second time guys that they've, uh, that they played, they played back on October 20th and Indy won that game, uh, in Indy, there, 30 to 23. It was a one point. I think Indy was a one-point favorite in that game at home. The total was 47. Indy won and covered. Uh, obviously, it also hit the over in that game. But the last couple of times, uh, Indy last year, uh, the in January they played Indy 21, Houston 7. That was a uh, that was a two-point line. The total was 49. That went was under, that obviously. Game? Yeah, Indy has game? covered the last four out of five games that they have played. Uh, and yeah, they've already set the precedent early this year with Brissett. Now, of course, last year and before that, it was luck, but it was still Deshaun Watson. And mm-hmm. this is one of those matchups where the Colts have just been way more profitable and have been able to get the job done. And they're getting healthier in this one, man. This is, you know, I get it's in Houston, but, and, it, you know, they do have the Thursday night angle working for them short week as a favorite. And we know how well they've done over time, but. I think you're right. Indianapolis, to me, they're going to win this game in the trenches. They're better on the offensive line, way better on the offensive line. But Indy's defense, it's funny. Houston's got this big reputation of a defense. They're giving up four more yards uh, per play than what uh, the Indy defense is. I mean, Houston defense is a bit overrated, guys. They're not nearly as good as everyone makes them out the seam. So this, I think, is three and a half points. And some books even look like it's going to be pushing to four, Dane. Where is the juice on three and a half at FanDuel?
3: So right now, it's pretty even. It's it's
4: 115-105. Okay. Yeah, it's
3: 115-105, but that's not a huge disparity. I, I think I think when I see start seeing 120, 125, 130, that's when it's big to me, the juice. So well, 115. It'll start 115
4: what, first, and then it'll creep yeah. up from there. So right, so it is at 115, it's but headed. it's the
3: Colts side, that's 115. The Colts are plus three and a half, minus 115. So it may creep up to... Uh,
4: well, it might go down you know, to three then. It would yeah, go down to three, down three to if three. anything, at least here at a exactly. FanDuel handle. So yep. if you like Grandy, that
3: book, and I'm someone who does, I would take four. it at three and a half.
4: Six, seven, yeah. The the hook is it's available, guys. But yeah, the juice is starting to creep up here in a lot of places. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah, now. now now would be the time to do it. Now would be. I to like grab it at three it and now. a half a lot better than three. Oh yeah, grab it now. And what are you showing for a money line play there? Uh, Indy would. Uh, excuse me. Houston has the favorite at three and a half point favorites or minus one eighty
3: five. Indy and- at plus one fifty five.
4: And that's a juicy uh, money line there for an outright winner in uh, in Indy, isn't it? Wow, I agree. Oh, I agree. and I'm a st- lot of the uh, lot of tickets here thus far though. Dang, uh, Bernard loves the home team, Houston, 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 and yet that line, boy, it keeps moving towards Indy, huh? What a shock there! It's All the money. the health I think is huge, and I'm sorry, man, I, as as talented as Deshaun Watson is, that that organization has done no favor. The same things we were talking about in the first couple of weeks, Dane. Remember about you're going to get this guy killed. Yep. Um, I didn't see anything last week as far as that offensive line to justify well, second, trading seven, away uh, your future uh, with Tunsil and whoever else that you've gone. I think that if they can't run the ball, and you had mentioned Wilkins, of course, but you know what about Hyde and uh, and some of the guys here on the uh, on the Houston side? They are. It looks like Fuller is out for Houston here tonight. So it's really Hopkins or bust. Is that what we're looking at? They said, last I saw is that he's questionable. They haven't like
3: ruled him out, out yet. Uh, The last I saw, but, you know, he'll be compromised regardless. But, yeah, this is DeAndre Hopkins is where the bread is buttered. But Ida's been decent, Joe. You know, in those games where they have a game flow and they're up, he has been able to run. Remember what he did against Kansas City in Arrowhead? He reeled off the big one in London. So, you know, he's serving that role okay. Don't expect him to be dynamic.
4: Mm. 28-8. and Is what the Colts are over the Texans recently. Wow, five in the past six years. Damn.
0: Domination!
4: Take a look at the college game next. Okay, so who wants to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Raise your hand. Danes raising his hand. Are you raising your hand there? Pluto TV, Channel Five Seventeen. Hope you are. We want you to dunk on your NBA DFS competition this year with DailyRoto.com. Dominate FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros. With the DailyRoto.com Optimizer has got the most accurate projections in the NBA DFS world, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now winning NBA DFS advice simply by using the promo code dunk. That's right. DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk is where you can go to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk. And keep in mind, DailyRoto.com, it is where millionaires are made and yep yeah, we start tonight of course looking to make it rain uh nfl week 12 getting ready to kick off here between those afc south uh rivals there the houston texans at home taking on the indianapolis colts and uh dane and i gave you a uh, an update as yep. far as so looks like some of the guys that the colts have been missing will be back like ty hilton and what else did you find on this game dane
3: yeah, so, you know, I thought it was interesting. You just mentioned the uh, the Houston backs as well, right? Duke Johnson mm-hmm. and Carlos Hyde. And, right. you know, when you were like, eh, what are they really doing? I, I thought Hyde was having a decent year because I, I have him on some fantasy rosters and he's been okay. So I went and checked, Joe. And, you know, Carlos Hyde, he has 769 rushing yards. And that's really? good for 10th. Yeah, that's good for 10th wow. in the NFL. Right. And so I was like, that's actually not that bad, Joe. You know, so I did want to make that point. But here's the fun part. Here's the catch. I looked at it and he was 10th in the NFL. You know what, Joe? No, he's not. He's 11th because I sorted them among just running backs at first. And he has that 769 yards, Joe. He is not 10th in the NFL. He is 11th in the NFL because Hmm. even with his 769, that is uh, 12 less. Than the 781 yards that Mr. Lamar Jackson has already run for. Lamar
4: Jackson wow.
3: is 10th in the NFL in rushing. Wow,
4: wow, wow. Knight. Wow, wow, and double wow. That's crazy yeah. stuff there, man. So, uh, again, I don't know that it says uh, less about Carlos. It just says more, I think, about uh, what Lamar has done here at this particular point. But again, if you can't, they're going to need to run the ball tonight, Houston mm-hmm. is, because otherwise. You put you're gonna put Deshaun Watson in a situation get killed again, and that offensive line I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So just letting you know uh, that could be a big night on the ground for him, especially when to got Ty back. So they've got some of their weapons back. It's gonna be a a a very very good game. Not so much a good game in the uh, in the college aspect of it, but again we don't care whether it's good or it's not good. We just care if there's any value to be had here, and. When you have a team like uh, an ACC matchup, which just goes to show you how crazy Clemson is here. It's like uh, Clemson and then a whole bunch of mediocre teams. And then even the mediocre teams, you've got that bottom half, which is where these two teams fit in. NC State taking on Georgia Tech in Georgia Tech. Uh, Tech is now a two and a half point uh, favorite. And I want you guys to know that this game opened up as minus one Georgia Tech. Hmm and you have a team that is obviously uh started out and it's hard to believe this but you know Georgia Tech opened up at 4 and 2 this year and then things have gone completely downhill like it's just been absolutely awful for them as has Georgia Tech who they're rebuilding no more triple option you know i mean it's right. uh it, it's a new era there with Jeff Collins and and i think they're going to be great moving forward they they will be i like Jeff but Collins they got to
3: recruit the right personnel
4: but exactly they're going to have to they're going to have to recruit but it's kind of crazy you know they started out with one of the best defenses in the ACC uh that being NC State 4 and 2 but they've dropped four straight they got hammered last week 34 to 20 against Louisville they were a four and a half point dog they've been outscored dane 133 to 40 over their past 3 games this being wow. NC State yeah and Georgia Tech losers of 3 in a row 7 of their last 8 they got crushed by Virginia Tech Forty-five to nothing last week. They were only a six-point dog in that game. So both teams are two-seven and one against the spread. So you got to look at this and go, all right, what's what's going to happen here? Well, what's going to happen is first thing, follow the money, right? We say it all the time. What is the market telling you? The market is telling you this game opened up as a one-point home favorite for Georgia Tech, and yet the public is hammering NC State. Dane, they got the better record, right? Started four and two. It's you know they they Georgia Tech's terrible. Well, somebody's betting on Georgia Tech because the damn lines are two and a half. What are they showing at Fanduel right now? 2 On the number two. at two. Yep. Okay.
0: So and is,
4: and a half is the total, even juice. Yep. Absolutely. There's somebody backing the home dog here. can con- that's a contrarian move, guys. That yeah. again, the public going left, saying, "Give me the better team. NC's. They got the better record. They got- give it to me." Well, that line is not. Uh, that line is not doing it, and this is another one of those situations where we can we can actually fade the trendy dog, right? This is another one of those things like Cleveland the last couple of weeks, right? Where everyone's like, no, 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 go with the other, t- you know, it's, give us the trendy dog in this situation, right? You had the Bills were a trendy dog, while Pittsburgh was a trendy dog, and now NC State is another one in that in that. Uh, in that area, guys, where the public is hammering the dog, but the pros are hammering the short home favorite. Now, NC State is 0-4 against the number away, but Georgia Tech is 0-5 against the number at home. Dane, so something has got to give. I think what's going to give is points. I don't see points being scored very often here, and I think the number is working our favor. It opened up at 47.5. It's it's fallen down to 46, 46.5. 46 Unders Thursday night football, Dane. Do I need to tell you first half full game? Twenty-one You've and ten this season. Sixty-eight yeah. percent. So sure, we kids? Yeah, I do think this is gonna be hard to obviously both teams are struggling. It's it's hard to score points here. On the road, I do think Thursday night, yeah, I'm leaning the under here, but I would also fade NC State and and go with the uh go with the home dog as well.
3: Yeah. Um listen, when we <laughs> It's so tough, though, to back a bad team. You know, we've talked about this a lot, you know, even though. Yeah, right. You know, we've done it. But that was a number of 31, Joe. You know, this is now (laughs) this is now two. You know, it's it's a little bit different. I will. Based on everything you said, I agree. The way to play this game is the total, not the side. Uh, Mm -hmm. It went down a point already. You know, we talk about these games midweek college kids. It's even harder. It's hard for the pros. It's even harder for these kids. Uh, I'll lean towards the under in this game as well.
4: Yeah, it's. Um, I don't. I think there'll be hard points. Will be hard to come by in this. But this is a eight o'clock kickoff, and then right after that, you'll have. Uh, you know, you'll have some Thursday night uh, action. That's uh, that's going to go with the Colts and Texans. So I do think it's going to be a pretty uh, a pretty exciting. Night here when you got two football games, you got 38 college basketball games, only two in the NBA, but you got a big night on the uh, on the ice. And I continue to look at this uh, line here, Dan, and we've been saying it all week and we'll say it again. If you have not looked at the New York Jets versus the Raiders this week, Dan, how much more do we have to tell folks? Okay, joining us here, maybe for the first time, Uh, we don't uh, we usually kind of uh, we kind of play a hold and wait and see sometimes, but there was no waiting and seeing for Dan and I with this. Uh, we definitely think the overrated Oakland Raiders being an opening up as a three-point road favorite coming to MetLife to take on the Jets. I think that is a classic situation where uh, the public just loves the Raiders. They're they're six and four. They're going to make the playoffs. Like the Jets are terrible. Ah, I don't think so, Dane. I think the Jets here are. Uh, are as good a bet as you can have this weekend on the card.
3: Yeah, and let's talk a little bit again. Let's reinforce this point for people who are new to us here on Sports Grid, mm-hmm. whether it be on Pluto TV or otherwise. When we talk about the juice, when we talk about the VIG, that's a way to anticipate line movements, okay? And so right now, Joe, I'm staring at the Jets still plus three, and mm-hmm. we like that but the juice has now gone up to minus 120. So what that means, Joe, is that they are about to, if it keeps on going in this trend, they're about to change it to two and a half instead of to three. And we like it at... You know we're fine with it at two and a half because we think the Jets could win this game, but we like it far better at the key number of three. So this is another reason when we say, if you want to bet it, bet it now because we bet numbers not teams, right, Joe? But I do believe that Josh Jacobs is going to have a very different stat line going up against the second best run defense. This is not the Cincinnati Bengals that he was able to run all over last week. I think this game will be on the arm of Carr a little bit more, and I'm not not sure if West Coast to East Coast for a one o'clock start, they're going to be able to do it. And on the other side, this Jets offense has looked better in the last couple of weeks. Maybe Darnold is finally over the mono.
4: Yeah, I uh, I got to tell you, man, this is it's an interesting card this this weekend. But I that was one of the first games that we came out with, and we were like, this makes no sense. This is this is everything that we talk about as far as. Um, as far as the public falling in love simply because of recency bias, because of records. But when you dig into the numbers, you look at that point differential, it's rather easy to figure out that when it comes to luck, uh, there has nobody been better or more lucky than what the Raiders have done so far this season. I have six wins and four losses. And we know, Dane, those things all tend to even out after 17 weeks where sure there do. is going to be some regression. Um, The other game we had mentioned here this week, of course, Cleveland in a trap game getting ready next week is Pittsburgh. This week is Miami. It's a big number. It's 11. But yesterday, too, uh, we found out that Miles Garrett went to his appeal hearing and he was obviously not there by himself, but he was there with the union and the union said uh, some interesting things. The union argued that Miles Garrett, first of all, an indefinite suspension is the stupidest thing ever. You can't do right. it per the agreement. Number That's it. number one. And number two, they said your six games is so it, – it's completely out of, uh, out of a whack because precedent was set with Richie Incognito back in 2013, Antonio mm. Smith. Like, so they've gotten saying, where did you come up with six? What they so get. What Incognito right, get. They got three. They got oh. three. So – told you there Eric
3: is this and is all get out
4: yeah and that's gonna be interesting what the comeback is now with this James Thrasher he's the uh the appeals guy you should yeah, know I mean, by this weekend as a point? Oh, let's get it on here, Dane. We got ourselves some football tonight, college and NFL. We got college hoops also tonight. Thirty-eight games. And if you haven't been following along in the college basketball arena, don't worry, there's plenty of games to go. They'll be playing uh they'll be playing college hoops when baseball starts. Baseball will be back by the time That's college right. basketball winds out. But um we always like to pass along some trends and some uh some different uh, situational things, the things that we sure. notice throughout the year, we'll do this. So you guys, and whenever you're ready to make the transition from football, if college hoops is what you'll be diving in, because we all will be come March, I can promise you That's that. Right. There is um, – the the slate of game today are uh, is interesting. One of the things that we have told you guys about, especially early on in the college basketball season, is neutral games. Dane, play uh, games right. that are played at neutral sites – um, where you've got two teams very unfamiliar yeah. with the surroundings These and depth and, light. and stuff. Yeah, very... Ex- and we're going to start getting into that, obviously, over yeah. the holiday season tournament time. Alaska is coming. and Maui and all that stuff. Right. But you've got 12 games starting at 12 o'clock today. You've got early college hoops today. Early afternoon college hoops starting for you. Hmm. And there are 12 neutral court games that are happening and... To give you the numbers just this year, neutral court, 17 and 12 so far this year, 59% to the under. It's actually 54% since 2005, so it's, uh, it's good for 111 units since 2005, just blindly betting the under in neutral court games. So you have yourself 12 today, Miami, Florida, taking on Missouri State. The under is 132. Ah, uh, Middle Tennessee State, Villanova, go to the under. Baylor, Ohio State, 138. Uh, St. Joe's, Florida, under 141. You go down the list here, guys. Today, you've got 12 opportunities in college hoops So look at those unders, look at those teams, look at those unders. You don't have to. You don't have to know everything about college basketball to know that 59% with a system like this, Dane, and yep. it's been back since what 2005. Uh, It's a profitable trend. It's definitely something to look at if you guys are going to be diving into some college hoops here today.
3: Yeah, I like that. I brush off the same rationale, Joe, and I think I've told this to you before. I brush off that same rationale for the first half unders in the first round of NCAA uh, in March Madness. And and for me, the two kind of uh, reasons, the rationale behind that. For me is twofold. One, you mentioned the unfamiliar opponent, right? In a lot of these preseason tournaments, the preseason NIT, the Great Alaskan Shootout, the Maui mm-hmm. Invitational, coaches versus cancer, that sort of stuff, which some of these may or may not be. You're seeing teams you don't usually see. All right, so Florida versus St. Joseph's and Villanova against Middle Tennessee State. So it takes a feeling out process early in the first half, okay? The other thing that happens, especially for some of these small schools, like you used to say, like Sister Mary of the Poor and St. Joseph's of the Death, right? That stuff. For those kinds of teams, not always, Joe, but in these spots, a lot of times what happens is they are playing in an arena Mm. that is— bigger than they've ever seen before, okay? Yep. And you might be like, "Dane, what are you about to talk about?" I I'm I'm not joking, Joe. In the same way that the altitude and the field conditions matter on uh-huh. Monday Night Football in Mexico City, what happens, and I know this from Syracuse. What happens is it throws people's like depth perception off. If you're used to playing in a little high school gym that seats 2000 and all of a sudden you're in the, you know, you're in the RCA Dome, Right. Or the Carrier Dome or something. It is. It throws off your perspective, your, your depth perception, and that also takes some adjusting to. I know it sounds crazy, Joe, but it is real. Teams who go into the Carrier Dome see this. Teams in the first round of the tournament are in bigger arenas than usual. So you combine yep. the unfamiliar opponent and the big arena, and I think it's real. I'll lean under on them as well.
4: 12 games on the card here today, guys. Opportunities for you to cash in. And I don't know, what was the score? This was an interesting one, uh, Dane, and I forgot to look at it. I don't know if you saw what the Syracuse-Cornell score was last night in college basketball because, and I comp- I'm i so pissed at myself that I forgot this, but one of the trends that, uh, that I came across yesterday was the last five games between Cornell and Syracuse. Yeah. And, and this is under the total. Uh, the last five games and we guys and guys, we have told you one of the most profitable trends dealing with Syracuse when they play conference games. OK, conference ACC matchup games during the season. First half unders yep. are Alone. like 61 percent since since Bayheim has been there. It's it's read. It's so like printing what was money. the total
3: last night? Because I got the score up.
4: That's what I'm asking. What was the uh, I think it was 120 it was in the 120s if I'm not mistaken.
3: So then it was right there. We got it we don't know. The final score Syracuse won 72 to 53. So that's oh, so a combined 125. Right so right there. Joe, your first half would have hit though, okay? Cuz Syracuse yes. just went off in the second half. Your first right. half. They went into the locker room 26-25, Joe. Yep. All right? Is it so not it was the craziest thing? In the
4: first half. Right? I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, yep. 128 and a half was the total, so Dan. It, cl- it still went under. Yep. That's, uh, the, that's But Syracuse the, didn't it. work in the second <laughs> half.
3: They put damn up 46 it. in the second half. That was oh. Syracuse. Yeah. Um, but the first half ones, because you're right, Joe. It takes some getting used to. And in the same vein, Joe, is like you can have your scout team quarterback pretend they're Lamar Jackson all week, and it don't right, really yeah. matter until you actually see Lamar Jackson. You can practice against the two-three zone all you want, but it Syracuse and Jim Beheim, they just do it differently. They recruit specifically for length. They practice mm-hmm. it all the time. So you yep. can, you know, you could try to prepare for it, but it's different, and it takes some adjustment.
4: Damn, I'm so aggravated. I yeah, I said it, Dane. Amelia, I'm like, job. I gotta go play this. I'm like, you know, because we know we talk about Syracuse in the first half unders, and then I'm yep. like, wow, well, this is a trend that I'm gonna look at here, you know, five straight unders between, and Cornell's not exactly a powerhouse. They were getting 20 points. So we know Syracuse. Once they usually lock down, it's you know, it's 110 points. Yep. It's 115 points. Ah, oh, that just annoys me to no end. But that's all right. It's early, guys. We got play. We got twelve games to hit unders here today, and I'm looking forward to all of them. But we also have the two football games here tonight, and Indy at Houston. Dane, I think, I think we're on the same page here from the standpoint of I, I'm leaning Colts, and it yep. seems that everybody else likes Houston in this spot because of the Thursday night. They think they. Uh, I, They think they can exploit the secondary. I don't know. I just, to me, I think Indy's the better team in the trenches, and I think that's going to come down to it tonight. Yeah, that's what I said
3: as well. Um, I think they're going to be, look, there's a reason Jonathan Hmm. Williams looked like a plug-and-play back when Marlon Mack went out. It's because of that offensive line. Okay. And and don't get me wrong. I love Deshaun Watson. Okay. I think he is one of the three amazing human beings that can prevent the Patriots and the, uh, the, the Patriots invitational also known as the AFC championship game. Right. So don't get me wrong. I love, I love Deshaun Watson, but the man got sacked seven times last week by the Ravens. Okay. And now the last two years, that's been the issue, Joe. Can they keep Deshaun Watson upright and healthy? And when I see the Colts' strength on the interior, I think that is what will rule the day. And I think people just don't look there because it's the big uglies. It's not a sexy way to cap this game. But I think, like you say, in the trenches, that's where Indy will uh, you know, show to be the better team. Uh, but the loser of this game is not out of it, Joe. They would only be one game back with
4: like four to play. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a fire or if I should leave the building, but the fire yeah, I don't know. is on, on right Joe? now, so that's what I got going on. So I'll just nod my head like I can hear what you're saying, Dane. Sure. So uh, I, w- I will say again that
3: this is going to come down to the trenches. I have a prop bet for this game, though, Joe. Uh, one prop bet that I do like. I don't know if you hear me or not, brother, but one prop bet that I do like in this game is, again, fading this like next man up idea. The Jonathan Mm -hmm. Williams prop bet is 45 and a half rushing yards, and I think that was set when everybody was like, oh, next man up. But they're forgetting that Jordan Wilkins is back as well, okay? And Jordan Wilkins is ahead of him on the depth chart. Naheem Hines is there as well. T. Y. Hilton coming back, so I'm confident going under Jonathan Williams 45 and a half yards because I think this number was set thinking he was like last man standing and only person there. But there'll be a committee there tonight.
4: I do think it's gonna go. uh, I do think it's gonna go under as well, man. I I think it's. I think it's gonna be a nip and tuck. It's gonna be. Oh, there's a fire again. (laughs)
1: They
3: try. What are they? Are they letting you know that like you're making a great bet?
4: I don't know if I got to leave the building or not. I really have no idea. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs>
4: if this I smell like, smoke, I'm out of here. I'll tell you that right now.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough, Joe. We need you safe, brother man. We need you safe. You're on air for another, what, seven hours today. Come on. But yes, I think it's no an interesting head. way to go. I oh, would go is. with the under Jonathan Williams prop bet. And the funny part is, Joe, like they don't list any other running back, you know, and I think that's why they don't know about Heinz. They don't know about um, Jordan Wilkins, but they will be a part of the puzzle today. And because yes. of that, I think Williams gets less opportunity and touches than the uh, than this line predicts.
4: I love it. And I'm going to go. I'm going to say it one more time, too, with. Uh... You're right, Dane. Trying to bet teams like Akron and NC State or Georgia Tech on a regular basis is going to uh, – there's not enough Pepto-Bismol in the world to be able to get you through that. Um, but I got to tell you, man, I just um, – I do like Georgia Tech, man. I really, really do. For I, And keep in mind, this was an NC State team that Ryan Finley, the I believe the quarterback of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, again. There we go again i uh, give me damn Georgia Tech is what I'm saying. Give me Georgia Tech tonight, and what is it two now? They're only laying two. Yes, two. Yeah, uh, give me that, and give me the under, and because I do think the, I think the under is probably the solid bet on the card here tonight, and I'm liking, uh, I'm liking that uh, Georgia Tech will finally be able to get on the board with another win, get their third win of the season. And NC State will try to figure it out and go, how do we replace Ryan Finley? Because now they're the 111th ranked passing offense in yep. the country, Dane, which is a bit of a downfall because that kid was pretty good at NC State, too. And I think uh, I think he's going to be all right with Cincinnati this week, too. I not you're you buying him at all uh, this week against Pittsburgh. Do you think he's got what it takes? Um, I mean, Define has what it
3: takes. I think he could be a game manager, you know, but we know this Pittsburgh secondary has been good. Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, has been a great addition to the Steelers backside. But, at the, you know, Joe, like, he can be serviceable, but I think Pittsburgh's going to come out gangbusters, uh, you know, band of brothers rallying tight. I actually think that Cleveland will as well. I know you said this could be the look ahead way. I kind of right. go the other way. I think this is like galvanizing us against the world for both of these teams. I think there's good efforts for Pittsburgh and Cleveland this week, but Ryan Finley will be okay. Listen, NC state's been a, a long line of quarterback play. Philip right. rivers, rivers, Russell Wilson, Mike Glennon, you know, they've all been in the league.
4: Yeah. I'm trying to think too. This is what Sean Taylor was brought in for, right? Isn't he supposed to be sort of a offensive uh, quarterback whisperer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Taylor, he, right yeah, because he was in the same room as Sean McVay once.
3: <laughs> Seriously. Uh, That's I, what it is, right? Uh,
4: I, I will say bull- this,
3: bull- though, maybe it's a little bull- regression for coffee cup. now you are also
4: a guru. Right. Well, is it a is it fair to say that we have seen Goff regress a little this year? Might it have something to do? I, I, you know, I'm just sure. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I, or think, did it's, he overachieve.
3: I think he just overachieved. Realize that Todd Gurley is a shell of himself so they can play the Rams a little bit different, but sure. Mm.
4: Yeah. I, well, I'm trying to give him some credit here, but uh, listen, they only lost by seven last week. To the Raiders that are going to come did. in and beat the jets. Right? Yeah. No, not happening. All right, Dana and I, we're going. Give us uh, Indy tonight to get the job. done. I'll uh, I'll go Georgia Tech and under, and we'll come back tomorrow, and we'll count our money, and we'll break it all down, and we'll do it again, and hopefully this place isn't on fire, and I've got to uh, climb downstairs here. But make it rain. Good luck to you guys. Morning after next.
1: DailyRoto.com you
0: miss me
4: here's what you missed on make it rain
3: the spurs were so bad in that one season they got tim duncan at the top of the draft and then with a returning david robinson it set that franchise up to have these twin towers for decades right imagine Imagine Joe, if the Warriors wind up with a a Cole Anthony, some of these guys, the the kid from Memphis Wiseman, who I guess by the way did get suspended for twelve games, right? If they mm-hmm. get a, another true stud that they can add, and then next year you have
4: Clay and Steph and Draymond, that's a way to reload. Yeah, uh, you think? Yeah, I think. Right. Yep, I I'm telling you, man, I got no. I got no problem with it. I know people say, oh, there's no guarantee. It's only. I I get it, but there is absolutely nothing good that can come out from you. You can't bring. Bringing Clay back to me is now out of the question. There's no reason to bring him back. Let him spend a year good to go. Uh, Steph, if I. All right, you come back, you play a couple of games, but then again, pull something else and just sit down. And Draymond, you know, if you'd never play a game uh, for the rest of the year because your thumb hurts. I'm good with that too, man. I, I really am. This is such a downfall, Dane. I can't remember the the worst to for the the first to worst in such a more dramatic fashion. New arena, new everything. A team that had the NBA by the short ones for the last five years. Yeah. is they're the laughing stock. I I can't. It's beyond me what the the I don't know if it's unlocked. Maybe it's some people say it's karma. It's sad because I think the NBA is better if they're a part of it and they're a part of the discussion, but they're not. They're not even close at this point.
3: No. But then again, I mean, Joe, the team, the Warriors that entered last year's playoffs, right, had four, four. Mm-hmm. uh hall of famers or at least borderline hall of famers on it that are not dressing for the warriors right now. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, you take four hall of famers or I understand maybe you don't consider one or two of them, but you know what I'm talking about here. You take them off a roster. You know, you take you do that to anybody, there's going to be an impact absolutely, but you know, the cycle always continues to turn, right? And that's okay. One note I will say about the idea of tanking and resting these guys for next year. Um, Joe, Steph Curry has already committed. To playing Team USA basketball. Remember, next summer is the Olympics. Yeah, it okay, is. Next summer is the Olympics, and remember how Team USA hasn't done so great recently. It was big news when Steph Curry said out, came out and said, "I'm 100% playing in the Olympics for Team mm-hmm. USA." So all these recoveries and rehabs, hope none of them get uh have that horrible Paul George kind of
4: injury mm-hmm. in Team USA. Yeah, well, that's uh, well, you might as well play some competitive basketball this year because yes. you won't do it in Golden State. That's for sure.